Welcome to Chat You Up, Shahaba City Library's YA podcast, where we read young adult books and then review them for you. Before we start, let me issue a spoiler warning. We will be talking plot points, discussing characters in depth, and definitely spoiling the ending. Do any characters die? We'll be talking about them if they did. Today, but I am joined by special guest Sarah from Shathfield Library. We'll be reviewing Lenny's Book of Everything by Karen Foxley. It was published in 2018 and is set in the late 1960s to late 1970s in Greyford, Ohio. It follows Lenny and her younger brother Davy as he grows and grows and shows no signs of stopping. It won the Australian Independent Booksellers Indie Book Award for Book of the Year Children's 2019. Sarah, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. So let's just get straight into it. What did you think? (laughs) Honestly, I don't like this book, Mm. which is terrible to say because I love reading YA and I actually do read a lot that are on the PRC list, but I couldn't connect to Lenny or Mm. Davey or Mrs. Spink or actually, no, I connected to Mrs. Gaspar. Oh, yes. <laughs> she was a brilliant character. So what do you think made it so you couldn't connect with them? I think it was more the timelines of the book, how mm. it you know, connected to the encyclopedia which they got and how the characters did develop with each volume they got. But yeah, having to take so long to get the A's done, it made me realise that the alphabet's really long. Yes, the alphabet's- <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> terrible app that we have, but it was not enough development in the time that they got, and then when more characters were introduced mm. and the alphabet kept going, it was just dragging for me, and I wanted to reach inside the book and shake the characters, which <laughs> wasn't you, really possible. You can't do, no. <laughs> I Yeah, I do understand that point of view because it has weird pacing, and we start from when um, Mrs. Spink... She's going to the hospital to give birth to Davy, which is in the late 60s. Yeah. And then, like, you quite quickly skip ahead. Yeah, definitely to, you know, hey, there's this amazing prize that you can win, but <laughs> I've never actually seen someone win one of those. Who ever wins things when, like, you send yeah. away for a competition? That's probably the thing that's, like, the most unrealistic about this book, <laughs> that the mother sends away a letter to, like, apply oh, for this competition to win and make it make your, yourself at home encyclopedia. Yeah. Um, I think it was by Burroughs. And they win, and it's like, <laughs> what are the chances? I mean, the best I've ever won is, like, $5 on Scratchy. But to win an encyclopedia set kind of makes me disappointed in myself. Yes, yes. But I suppose, too, it also... Um, it's very indicative of the time, I think. And also just going back to the pacing, when we 
the chapters, I suppose. The yeah. chapters are broken up with what letter and the time and how tall Davy is. Yes. So he starts growing very quickly to become this gigantic boy. So he's like four foot something when he's like three years old or whatever. And I was trying like all the way through to like visualize how tall he was I when I was like visualizing the story. <laughs> Sometimes it didn't quite work. I did think that was a very interesting way to mark how the book's going. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously the whole thing is like, well, what happens when he gets too big? Yeah. If and he keeps growing. And that is literally like the whole crux of the story, I guess. I mean, admittedly, I did start to hate Davy when he got to like five foot, five two. He got me at five four or five yeah. five on a good day if I'm wearing heels. And, <laughs> and he's like six years old. Yeah. And then when he's past me, I'm like, I really hate you because you have this semi-incurable disease and it's not your fault, but you're taller than me and I'm a grown woman. <laughs> yes. And it is, I find, um, it is quite interesting because then people start treating him really differently as well. Even from being like, he's like a preschool age, but they won't take him oh, because yeah. he's so much bigger and stronger, which is understandable. Like you will get like three and four year olds if that kid is like three times taller yeah, the social perception that that kids, yeah. um, as it says in the book, starts with an M, but, you know, the sister at the Catholic primary school doesn't get to say it. You know, she doesn't want to call him a monster because he's yeah. a beautiful little child. Yeah, but obviously he, because then when they do go to the preschool, he goes on, like, a rampage because they, they, she basically calls him a monster um, and makes everyone upset. And, yeah, he just, like, goes around knocking furniture over and then you're like, well, he's not Godzilla. No, <laughs> but like you can kind of see from their point of view too that like is he will he endanger the yeah. other children? What's going to happen if he you have a duty me? of care? <laughs> yeah, it's just I thought I've never I don't think I've ever read anything that has a character that has gigantism. Yeah, so it was interesting seeing that different point of view. I'm not a hundred percent sure why the author chose to put it in that time period. I think maybe choosing something that's so rare Mm. and for the time period of not how do we cure this but how do we introduce something that one percent of the population if that are affected with and then giving ideas of cures or Mm. you know breaking it down to a family that yes your life is changing because your little one is so special and now What happened? And also because they're quite poor. So oh, definitely. Like, they have to, like, try and scrabble money together just to get the bus to go to the city to go to the hospital. Yeah, I just – I thought it was quite interesting. It's um, – obviously, I was not alive in oh, yeah. the 60s or 70s or have never – and have never been to Ohio. No. Um, but it felt, I felt the time period and the location felt quite real and authentic, um, which I find, again, quite interesting because it's also Australian. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Which I didn't realise until I got to the end of the book and read about the author. I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. No, I could see, you know, their apartment building being where I used to live, out Mm. west. So I was like, I can see families putting money in the milk jar because I have my little coin tin behind the telly, which I still (laughs) keep my money in. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's very true. It could easily have been... In, like, Sydney somewhere in the same time period. Yeah. Just there were a few things that I was just like, that's an interesting choice. I wanted, I would like to know from the author, just if you're listening, yeah, why did you choose that? <laughs> yeah. I know Ohio is famous for their potatoes. 
And that's about it. That's all I know. How do you become famous for potatoes? I have no clue. But <laughs> Idaho potato. <laughs> Either that or I've made this up and I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I would just like to say too, so you said you weren't quite weren't quite sure about this. This really wasn't something I ever would have picked up <laughs> yeah. without it being chosen for this podcast. So there you go. Um, it didn't – I don't think the blurb really oh, does no. anything for it. It's one of those – I feel like it's a hard book to describe, to be honest. It's yeah, it's, it's not, very unique. It's not one I could do my regular reader's advisory with, be like, mm. hey, this is a great adventure book. It is, but... Yeah, but it's not that sort of adventure. Yeah. It's not like a yeah. John Flanagan where it's bam, 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 bam. It's, yes. It's a slow bam, if that makes sense. <laughs> Just like small letter, bam, yeah. not capital letters. Yeah. Um, can I ask, did you have a favourite character or a favourite um, letter in the alphabet or the encyclopedia? Or have I jumped so far ahead? I did write down my favourite character, but I can't remember who it was. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Um, I did decide that Lenny was my favourite character, but not so much that, like, I loved her as a person, but that I thought her point of view was very interesting and that the tone and um, the writing style was very – it was very consistent, yeah. I thought, even though she's, like, obviously growing up a little bit. It, But it still had that um, – the voice of a young child because she – I think she gets to, like, what, 11 by the end of the book? Yeah. She's 11 years old, which is quite young, but it never felt like – she was like an adult inside a child's no. body, which you, you can get a lot when you have a younger um, pro- protagonist and you're in their head. The author is obviously shining through a little bit too yeah. much. Um, I thought it was done quite well and it was written relatively well. So I found that she was um, she was probably the most interesting to me because I was like she's full of so many emotions and like you don't just get to see them from someone else's point of view. You actually get to like hear her thoughts on, you know, she starts to – kind of almost hate her brother. Yes. And then she feels really ashamed about it, but then she feels ashamed of being ashamed of him. And it was I thought that was very realistic. Definitely. Yeah. And I loved the way that um, she didn't actually have a crush on Matthew Milford. Yeah. I think that's his last name. I think it was, yeah. But the fact that she loved the mole on his face with the yeah. five feelers instead <laughs> of the five little hairs. Her descriptions were so amazing. I, I was like, this is amazing to see a little girl mm not you know caring about what the boys think not caring what the girls think yeah just being her own self mm. and i did really like that scene where um he comes back and he doesn't have them all <gasps> yes! and she's just like everyone's paying him attention i really don't get it and she tells him that she's just like you don't look right sort of thing yeah. and I'm, i miss your mole and he's just like really happy <laughs> it's like that's kind of adorable i don't know if that would actually happen in real life no. but it's adorable did you have any favourite characters? Um, did you like any of them at all? <laughs> I did. I did. I did end up liking, as I said, Mrs. Gaspar was she, she's my girl. Yeah, she was, um, where was she from? Hungary. Yeah. Yeah. She was a good old Hungarian old lady neighbour. Yeah. She was just, how she cared for Davy mm. really got to me, especially at the very end where yeah. when Nanny Flora came and Mrs. Gaspar was there and yeah. Who is actually your grandmother in that mm. circumstance? Well, especially considering the kids had never met their actual grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a, that was the whole thing with um their mother like ran away with their father. Yeah. So they estranged. Of course, their father just 
just wandered away and never came back. It did get mm. me that Lenny would recite his name at night, yeah. kind of like her own little prayer, but yeah. also as a warning I took it as, mm. yeah, you know, don't become your father, don't leave your problems. Yeah, but which I always I did actually think it was quite funny um, that Davey, like, hates it when she does <gasps> that because they share a room and he gets scared from the way she says it. That, as someone with um, older siblings, is just yep. <laughs> hits the nail on the head. They they can be really annoying sometimes. <laughs> they know exactly how to push your buttons. buttons. Yeah. yeah, I've got an older sister, so yeah, I can relate to, mm-hmm. da- to Davy in that <laughs> sense. Yep, but really, really relate to that. <laughs> I did love the grandmother relationship that she brought in, and the way that she expressed her dreams to the kids, giving mm. them little warnings, but also following yeah. the fantasies. As, you know, Lenny and Davy have running off to the Great Lake Bear, yeah. she had these magical dreams that took them on her yeah. adventure with I her. I thought it was quite funny that she doesn't, like, ask them if they want to hear about her <gasps> dreams. She just tells them, you do not get a choice in this, children. You just get to hear all about my my massive dreams that are bizarre and ha- occasionally have white horses in them. Yeah, it's like when I go to work or when I see my friends, be like, hey, guys, how are you? Do the pleasantries. Oh, my God, let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> What dream I had last night, it made me wake up feeling even more tired. (laughs) That would be me. They're always very strange. (laughs) But, yes, I did actually quite like her. She was... She was so typical for like like sort of situation like when you were saying um, that apartment could have been anywhere. Basically, that was just like, yep. She seems like she could. She she is probably in every apartment building in the entire world. It was just (laughs) that very typical kind of older lady next door yes, keeping the traditions and force feeding you yes. kind of traditional foods even I was if you there. don't like it i was there she could call me dumpling i was fine yep <laughs> i do actually really like that <laughs> and her lenny was like i just wish she'd stop calling me dumpling yes it's just it's adorable just get over it you're right i do like the fact that even though the story is slow and the pacing is slow mm. how Lenny and Davy grow with each volume, even though they're growing over time. Yeah. But more so, the more knowledge Davy gets, the bigger he gets. So, yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but he almost got too big and too full of knowledge for the world in Lenny's mm. sense. Yeah. So he. Well, particularly had to when, go. <laughs> when he keeps hiding like the Hawk volume yes, under his. Falconry. Yeah. He was really into birds. Which is fair enough. Lenny got really into bugs and insects, which I thought was quite nice because it's there's actually a few times where like she's talking to her grandmother on the phone and she's like, she doesn't like hearing about bugs and gross things. Yes. And it's like it's kinda nice that as a little girl, particularly in that time period, that especially her mother, like she Oh totally. ev- eventually actually like facilitates it and she buys her um uh, the bug American bug, bug guide or something and she's like i want to be it was like coleopterist or something like that like study bugs when she's older it's like that's actually quite nice it's obviously not a traditional sort of female role particularly in that time period but she gets super into it she really likes and and how she like um her friends at school (gasps) yes (laughs) 
<laughs> she's always telling them about all the different bugs. Like, like oh, first, or CJ's like, oh, first it was ants. Yeah. And then it was bugs. And now it's this and now it's that. Like, just get over it. And, like, beetles. and Yes. And CJ giving her the bug catcher I thought was really nice. That was, was, that was a really cute moment. Cute little friend thing. Yeah. But then, you know, her, Lenny having her little ladybug and accidentally killing it by not yeah. feeding it. It's like, that's me with my sea monkeys. <laughs> but then when she got the stick insect and the little bug that Matthew gave her. Yeah. Everyone and now she's got, got the, she's got the bigger bug catcher to, like, keep it alive in. Yeah. And Charlie was the stick insect. Yes. Um, that was – I thought that was quite nice, just that they're, like, kind of like, oh, okay, we get that you actually are – you actually do really like these. It's not a phase. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll help you along with it. I thought that was quite nice I mean, and, like, different yeah. as well. She wants to mm. study bugs. CJ wants to be a drummer. Where all of her sisters and her mum, mm. they're all nurses. And Mrs. Yeah. Spink works in a retirement village. And then for the creepy Mr. King, like hands yes. down creepy. Oh, that character was just, just like shiver-inducing. He was so creepy, just like staring at her while she's yes. working, leering at her. I mean, I did like yeah. the fact that he sent flowers, but I don't like the reason why he had to send them or the yeah. fact that they were half dead. But also the fact that, like, she'd already told him to leave her alone yes. when he started sending her flowers. So there was this whole thing where, like, she, um, the mother, Mrs. Spink. Cynthia. She, Cynthia, yes. You have to say it like Mrs. Gaspar. Yes. <laughs> um, so she starts inviting her over for, like, dinner and stuff. But he gets very, like, oh, now I'm the man of this family. Yeah. And obviously you're seeing this from Lenny's point of view. And she just, like, Who are no, you? <laughs> just stop. I don't like this. Just ignore him. And I... Didn't like how he frowned on like the encyclopedias and like oh. hated them. <laughs> how can you deprive children of knowledge? Yeah, which, I guess being from a library background. Yes, <laughs> that and the fact that my mother and father would give me books. Yeah, same. I couldn't understand mm. why you want to tell these two yeah. kids. No, don't learn anything, but come work in my fruit shop because that's all I need. Yes, and he's asking, like, a five-year-old to come do his heavy lifting because he's so much bigger. And I actually really – I'll be honest, I hated Mr. King because there's so many times where, like, he treats Davey like he's older and there's, like, a time where, like, this kid literally – like, I mean, he's, like, 5'8", but he's six years old and he's saying, oh, you'll be a lady catcher. And it's like, just stop. You're so creepy. (laughs) Just because he's tall doesn't mean that he's an older child. Definitely. I or mean, nearly a young man. Like, he's not. He's six. Yeah, I'm the shortest in my family at 5'4". My sister's 6'1". My parents are both 5'9", 6-ish. Mm. And I'm going, I can't imagine someone going to me, oh, you'll be great at picking out flowers because you're so close to the ground. <laughs> I just can't. Just kick them in the shins when yeah. they're like, you're, you're right down there with them. No, I just, yeah, I just thought that was so... Um, Despicable. Oh, yeah, it just makes me want to punch him in the face. You know, he just – and he just, like, ignores Lenny so often. Definitely. It's like, you're such a horrible man. And then he, like, tries to, like, come on to their mother while, like – they can, like, hear them from their bedroom like, while they're out sitting on the land. And, like, so he has to leave. And that's when he, like, just turns into an even worse person. Yes. As Mrs. Gaspar predicted, mm. his bananas were bad. No, yes. his bananas will never ripen. Yes. Yeah, yes. yes. Her bits of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, how did you feel about Lenny throwing a rock through his car window? Oh, I clapped. I actually put the book down. I yeah. was reading lunch and I just started clapping. I went, You stood up for yourself. You stood up for Davey. You stood yeah. up for mom. And every other 
woman that he's creeped on. Yes. Being a small child, you had this fire in you and mm. that knowledge that what you were doing was right. Totally don't, you know, Not endorse breaking it. the law. No. But giving him what he truly deserved yeah. made me so happy. I loved that whole part. It wasn't really a scene because it was over a couple of chapters. But um, I love how she's like, I need an igneous, igneous rock, rock? Yeah. which is like made from lava, which she's never going to find in Ohio. <laughs> um, and then her friend Matthew finds her one. And that was adorable because he gave it to her and she's like, this is just right. I've got to hold it with two hands, but it's going to break that window. <laughs> And then, yeah, she, like, sneaks down the, the alleyway and, like, throws it through. She doesn't get caught. Yes. Um, Don't break the law. And in that scene, no, when the police come to her house um, and she just, like, bursts into tears and confesses and the policeman's just like, you just have to apologize. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Though that was quite quite adorable, actually. <laughs> She's just like, I just can't believe, like, I actually just did this. And you're like, no, you just followed your instincts. And yeah. then she goes back to school and, like, all the kids are, like, talking about her and asking her if she – she broke the law. Yeah. I can see her like I would have like drawn on my arm and Sharpie be like, Yeah, I was in prison for <laughs> a night. Here's my stickman tattoo. <laughs> and I liked to um how Matthew was sad because he was oh, like he gave her the rock. I gave you the rock. And he's like, But I didn't know why you wanted it. So <laughs> I love like that. That's loyalty. <laughs> yeah. That dedication to she's gonna do what she wants to do. Mm. I'm gonna help her because Somehow she'll never get over it. Yeah, like the bugs. it's the right thing to do. She needed to get that out. Yeah. <laughs> and in that scene where she does go to apologize, what if Mister King just like pretended he didn't Why? know her? And then after that was when he started like sending the creepy flowers, threw the creepy flowers at him. Cool. Um. So I'd like to talk about Davy. Yes. And. How I did grow to love him at the very, very end, but I still mm-hmm. hated him. He Which, was a complex character, I feel, because he was obviously very childish and very innocent, but then all this crap is happening to him. It's, yeah. It, and you're seeing it from his older sister's perspective. <laughs> I know that you know, what happened to him wasn't his fault, but I kind of hated the way that he was so special to everyone. Yeah. Even though... You know, his sister loved him. She grew to hate him because he was being treated by everyone else. Be like, oh, Davey, you're so wonderful. Yeah, she got quite resentful of him. But then, like we said before, she kind of grew ashamed of feeling resentful of him. Yes. So she was very conflicted. And I totally get that because particularly at that age, like you don't really understand what's happening. Yeah. I mean, like her, her mother did explain a lot of it quite – she didn't like try and hide it from her, yeah. which I thought was – quite good as like an adult but you couldn't say the word tumor no but i feel like that's not so much like i don't want to explain this to you as like wait we can't deal with this at the moment (laughs) please don't use that word which is fair enough but yeah i totally get her feelings of like i love you at the core but yeah i I do love you but damn everyone's treating you like you know you're angelic and yet you keep stealing my issues of the encyclopedia (laughs) i want to read and like i love that scene um Again, very relatable, where he's reading what, the new I oh, um, yes. one. And she's like, can you hurry up? You're taking ages. And so he took a long time <laughs> to, like, spite her. But then, like, the mom's like, oh, just let him let him read it. Yeah. And she's like, but I want to read it. I was like, I felt that to my core. <laughs> like, it's I like, really did. You, you have two children. You can't go, 
oh, Davey's special. Yeah. Lenny, you're not. You're just, you know, the plain child yeah. that I had before. Mm. You had to treat them both the same. And I yeah. felt that Cynthia was like, Davey's my precious angel and I yeah. know there's something wrong, so I'm going to give him that little mm. bit more. Which I feel like it must be really hard from a parent's point of view because, like, obviously he only lives to be, like, eight. seven years old, eight years old. So he doesn't get to live for very no. long. And it's like, well, from that point of view, if you know he's not going to make it, He's not going to live much longer than I suppose you can be like, I'm going to rationalize it. Well, like, I'm not going to have time to do this later. So it's one of those, yeah, it's the double edged sword. Yes, definitely, because you don't want to make your other child resentful of you. <laughs> so, but he was, he was a beautiful, gentle giant, yeah. which is the terrible term, but mm. you know, very I, applicable. I love how he did make others feel though. And yeah. He was beautiful and lovely to the teachers and, you know, they liked him and mm. the seamstress, she loved him. Yeah. But turned Lenny into the place. Yeah. She's a bit of a snitch. I mean, snitches get stitches and she was a seamstress, <laughs> so kind of works. <laughs> but, you know, mm. he was that beautiful soul. And as you said, he doesn't yeah. live very long, which no. is horrible to see it eclipsed. But Yeah. But I do quite like at the end how um, – I thought it was kind of funny, actually, how, like, the principal of the school and the oh. vice principal, like, come over and they're like, do you need any help with anything? Yeah. Because he's quite close to the end of his days and, like, other teachers come and, like, what the woodshop teacher or whatever comes to, like, extend his bed for him. Yes, and, that was lovely. And then the mother's like, oh, you're actually quite nice of a person. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. It was probably wasn't supposed to be funny, but um, – Yeah, how she wanted to, you know, insulate her family and mm. – protect them from what the rest of the world would have thought of Davy. Yeah, but everyone at the school grows to love him because he is such a nice person. Although um, he has to sit at the back of the class because he's so big, yes. but he can't see and, like, he slowly loses his eyesight, which I thought was really oh, sad probably. as well. And, you know, Lenny reading him the last couple yeah, of letters. that was sweet because that's also um, after she's sort of had that, oh, my God, he's just so annoying. Like, yes. I just resent him so much. But then, like, towards the end, she's like, well, he's my brother. So. I have to love him. Yeah, which I thought was, yeah, it was quite nice. Yeah. This book is just full of very confusing emotions. I still don't <laughs> – I'm saying all these lovely yeah. things, but I still didn't like the book. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it can it can be good in some ways, but doesn't mean you have to like it. So, I yeah, I don't really know if like is the right word. For my emotions connected to this book. Maybe under, I think, mm. no, I probably would go with, I don't understand the book. Yeah. More than I It doesn't resonate I, with you. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's something that people should just try because it is very different. It is. Particularly, I mean, even like the classification, when I was reading it, I was like, I don't really know if this is technically a YA book, but it's also not really a kid's book. Yeah. It's, yeah, like that's exactly right. Um. Where does it sit? It's sort of because I don't know if it's kids, a no man's land book. Yeah, it is, which is bizarre because if kids read it, I don't know if they're really going to pick up on all the they won't pick the up little on the subtleties of and, it. And that's the whole thing is a lot of subtle themes throughout the book that kind of make the book. Yeah. So, but in the true sense of like YA, it doesn't really hit any of those notes either because it's not marketed at that age yeah. or and the characters not, themselves are young. Yeah. They're not, Exactly. <laughs> it's but and at the same time, I don't think you'd really say it's an adult book because no. it's yeah, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's very not focusing confusing. on, you know, Mrs. Spink, it's the kids, which Yeah. 
a no yeah. man's land book is great because there'll be you know you three can... or four kids who will this book will resonate yes, with exactly. them exactly. And then it's also more likely that, you know, adults will pick it up yes. or like teenager, I think. So it's just, it does confuse me though. <laughs> it really does. It's not great so, when you confuse librarians. Yes. I mean, like, I'm not, not to say that I don't think books can be more than one like, genre, yeah. genre or anything like that. Definitely. But it's just one of those, yeah, it left me a little bit confused at the end. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. What was the other thing we were going to talk about? Um, Mrs. Spink. Yes. Um, so just talking about the mother again. I quite liked her character because she never seems like the perfect mother, but she's also not like the really cold, distant one. Yeah. And she could have been, she could have turned into that person very quickly because um, of their situation. Yes, definitely. With money wise and the father leaving and, you know, the creepy boss. Yeah. Yeah. She very quickly could have become that really cold and distant person. But she, I mean, like, there are times where she's, like, a bit more closed off because she's obviously dealing with a lot of shit. But I quite liked how she explains things to Lenny in yes. particular. I mean, she doesn't tell her everything in great detail. She has other conversations with, like, Mrs. Gaspar sometimes that Lenny sort of just, like, notices they're having but doesn't hear. Um, but I like that she doesn't treat Lenny like she's a baby. Yes. She, she doesn't say – she doesn't try and keep them in the dark that this is happening. It's very obvious something is happening to <laughs> Davy. Um, but she does explain and, you know, she lets Lenny know that, oh, we have to take him to the hospital to get his head scanned or he's having radiation therapy. Or I thought that was quite nice to have that maternal figure being – she's quite a strong lady. Like She is. Not obviously in a physical sense, but like, yeah, she <laughs> she had to take care of her family. Like she does what she needs to be done. Yeah, and yeah, like it says that in the bl- in the blurb, mm. they've got a roof over their head, but not much else. But yeah, you know, Mrs. Spink, you know, takes on two jobs while yes. raising kids and mm. you know, trying to save for everything that Davy needs. I can see yeah. that pressure being put on her. Yes, but she never puts it on the kids. Yes, yeah, and how. Did like how she mentions that in the letters yes. <laughs> to um, the encyclopedia company. Martha? Yes, yes. Martha. That was – I just love that letters first. letters are just on point. Yes, they really were. And I loved how after that first letter to apply for the um, the, the free thing. Encyclopedias? Yes, that's the one. Um, I like how the next chapter just starts with my mom just lied through her teeth, yes. <laughs> basically. <laughs> she just made up that whole thing. I think those letters are – like high points in the book yeah i would say so i kind of wish there were a few more um tracks the story for outsiders if that makes sense for also from like an adult point of view yes so it kind of helps with the pacing a bit more so like we were talking about earlier i feel like maybe that had been a few more it would have helped kind of fix the pacing a bit but i mean what are you gonna do right (laughs) you know mrs bink being asked to now pay for the encyclopedias after she had won it all the covers because you've got to like put them in like i'm assuming it's like a ring binder sort of thing um and she was like um no you promised us a free set of all of it and she eventually like just wears them down (laughs) and like tells them about davy a lot and i thought it was quite nice that martha who she's been writing to comes to like the funeral yeah how she has you know that business end of her Mm. but then and it's like p.s this is my internal thoughts (laughs) yes oh yes Davy did die in the end. Yes. So that spoiler. was. Yeah. Well, this whole thing's a spoiler. <laughs> I did, I wouldn't say enjoy, but like those last 
that last chapter or so, I felt did actually create a lot of emotion. I don't think it made me cry. I feel like I'd remember if it made me cry. Lots of things make me cry. So I feel like I would remember that if it did. Um, But it made me feel emotion. So it wasn't like cold, like, oh, he passed away or whatever. It actually like... Like you said before, you know, um, Lenny was reading to him while he was on the lounge because he can't read anymore. He's it's blind. Saying goodbye in Morse code with their hands, that yes, just, that, that hit me. <laughs> yes. That, and, like, they're having, like, all the friends and stuff come by and see him. And, yeah, I thought that was quite quite touching. Yeah. I know that on the last chapter how it doesn't have the height marked. Yeah. I knew we were getting to the very end of the book, yeah. clearly, because we were reading it. But not seeing the height there, mm. it – Took me a second to go, wait, oh. where's Davy? What's wrong? What's happened? Yeah. I mean, he's like six foot something at this point. Yeah. As a seven or eight year old. Yeah. I can't remember how old he was. But yeah, seeing, you know, his height not marked made me go, something's going to happen. Mm. And I know he's going to die because there's a sprinkling of death in this book. But it hit me going. Yeah. My character who I've grown to enjoy and grown to like. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. It's going to die on me. Yeah. Because, like, the whole point of this book is will he beat this disease or yes. not? And then it's like, oh, actually, he won't. <laughs> um, and then that's where we get to um, Lenny's book. Yes. Um, the mum, when she is talking to Lenny, I think it's the mum, who goes, mm. you should write down everything that you know because you know so much. Yeah. Which is why. She's gotten that from the encyclopedias. She's read everything mm. and knows everything. And the book being Lenny's book of everything, it is a nice circle going. Yeah, because it's like, well, you've gotten something out of all of this. Let other yeah. people know what you know. And as someone who quite likes books, <laughs> I, I liked that. That was a nice ending, I think. Yeah, it was Lenny's encyclopedia, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And particularly considering she's lost her brother. Yes. So it's like, well, yes, this horrible thing just happened, but we can make a nicer thing out of it. Out of it. Yeah. I kind of, I know she's going to grow up and do bugs. I know she's a fictional character, but in my head, I'm like, she's going to write to Martha. She's going to be like, you need to include this about giants and this and this and this. Yeah. I did like that one point there was like a reference to like in later years, like when I'd moved away. Yes. you know what? I kind of want to know what happened to Lenny when she got older and, like, you know, after all of this happened to her, because that's a pretty traumatic thing to happen oh, yeah. to an 11 year old. I would. To have to deal with all of that. I'd be a little crippled yeah. after that. Yeah. It makes me wonder how she dealt with the rest of yes. her life. I need that yeah. 19 years later. Yes, <laughs> exactly. All right. I think one of the best, worst characters in this book is Great Arnim. Definitely. Like, so, Great Aunt and quotes of course yes. she sows the distrust between Davy and Lenny and then mm. Lenny and mom um, and then Lenny and herself and Mrs. Gaspar yes because Mrs. Gaspar sees Lenny run away like every day like down the street she's gotta go do something I mean like, where are you going <laughs> I don't go to the library that much and I work with one yes and the whole thing is that um Lenny is I think her mom brings up that she thinks their father might have had some brothers and sisters and Lenny's like Wait, what? Yeah. We might have family living a few streets away. And, like, their mother sort of rings around trying to see if there's any family around. Yeah. This is when Davey's getting pretty bad. Yeah, try and let dad know that yes. your son is yeah. 
you know, a great deal of pain and yeah. need to come home. Yes. And the whole thing is that she's like, oh, no, there's no one. None of them, none of them in the phone book are the right ones. And then um, Lenny's like, oh, but there's one really close by. Yes. I might go talk to her. <laughs> like, hmm, seems a little bit dodgy, yeah. but um, she does go running down the street. Yes. <laughs> she just bolts she has, off. She has that need inside to go, Yeah, I need to know if I'm alone or mm. if I can reach out and have that. Yeah you know, grandmotherly bond or even familiar bond for her dad's side. Yeah. And so she meets this quite vicious. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) She's she's probably a bit dementia in there, I think, because they can get a bit vicious when they get a bit older. But no, she was just, you know, playing this part for Lenny. I can... Mm. understand why great aunt m did it she wanted to very lonely yeah she was lonely mm. she wanted to comfort this you know small child plus she also needed a mini slave to go run down to the groceries and yeah. make her soup go to the pharmacy <laughs> and yeah making lenny this beautiful innocent child have this dirty dark secret that yes which she keeps from everybody because yes. she's like i want it to just be mine yeah i mean everyone else has davy and davy has mm. everyone else yeah but now this little old lady is mine and mine alone yeah and she slowly lenny slowly starts to kind of put the pieces together that i don't think this lady is actually related to me and then that's when she goes okay i'm gonna tell davy and take him down there and he pretty much catches on like straight away i know this lady is he's got the best instincts yeah and also because of the way she treats davy which isn't particularly nice you don't treat family like that no that was yeah i thought she was quite interesting character was she necessary? Um, yeah, I, I can see how she was a little. She gave yeah. Lenny hope, and yes, which that's true. I don't really get why Lenny needed this lady. Yeah, when she had everyone else who was rooting for her. Yeah, but, but I think she just doesn't didn't realize that she did. Yeah, yeah. What I did really like was CJ's family. Oh, they were the best. <laughs> yeah, she's got like six older sisters or something like that, and they're all like, they've all got double names. Yeah. It's such an American thing. And her mum's like really lovely, and then her dad is like surrounded by all these girls, but he just rolls with it, yeah. and Lenny's just like staring at him like, this is what a dad is supposed to be, he, like hot eyes. Yeah, how he, yeah. He, when he focuses on you, you're the only person in the room. Yeah. Which I thought was nice. Yeah. And just how, like, there's always friends over and, like, their house is, like, crazy. And and her parents do buy, like, CJ's parents do buy her a drum, drum, drum set. Yeah. When she says, oh, that's what I really want. And, like, you know, even though all her sisters are wanting to be nurses. and It's kind yeah. of a nice polar opposite between the two families where you've got yeah. a place that's overrun by loudness and I'm going to say extra love because yeah. there is love at the Spink House. But yeah. There's people there. There's the ability to go, we believe in what you believe. Here's this, make your yeah. dreams happen. And I see CJ give a little bit of that to Lenny when she gives her the bug catcher. Yeah. We're at the spink house. It's your mom and the two kids and yeah. that's really it. They don't have the ability. It's not that they don't want to. It's that she can't, like the mother can't always give facilitate yes. Yeah, the same way. Hmm. How about we talk about our favourites? So, I mean, we've already talked about favourite characters a little bit, but maybe just what we re-emphasize. Yeah, yeah um, my favourite character is 
the lovely Hungarian old neighbor, Mrs. Gaspar. Yes. I can she... see her with her feather bow and her cigarette. <laughs> and her wobbly beehive. I know her. Yes. That was she was very well visualized, definitely. Um, so my favorite character, again, was Lenny, just because I thought she was quite interesting and she does facilitate basically the whole book. Yeah. So <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Um, it's a very tiny moment involving a character that we only read about I think, three times. It was the older male neighbor, Mr. Yes, the, the ghost. Yes, Mr. Ghoston. That's not his name, but I've completely blanked his name. What was his name? Shall we figure out what his name was? Because, like, they find him in the stairwell towards the end, don't they? Yeah, I loved the fact how he, you know, didn't appear. And when he did, it was a good day because... Davey's like, oh, my God, I saw him. Yes. He gets... I want to know why he gets letters from um, Mr. Petersburg. Yeah, okay. I knew he was at the back. And he gets letters... From, like, penitentiaries. (laughs) Um, So I loved Mr. Petersburg and the moment where he comes to the end and he has the binoculars from the Boy Scouts for Davy, which was why Davy was selling greeting cards. The field glasses. Yes. Yes. Which they were going to use when they ran away. Which, unfortunately, Davy couldn't use anymore because he lost his sight. I think that's my favourite moment because we very sweet. Yeah, we had the ghost character who's come Mm. and... Given this pivotal object, yeah, he's been paying attention. Yes, yes. I am very intrigued by that character. Oh yeah, I want to know more. He he writes and corresponds with people in penitentiaries, and it's like, why? What are you? <laughs> what's going on? Kind of needs to be like a side book. Yes, <laughs> no, little novella. My favorite moment was actually when CJ plays the drums at the assembly, which I just, I just, yes. I was like, yeah, girl, um, and then. When Lenny asks her, why did you do that? Because she kind of, like, she plays with the band and then she just, like, goes for it when they're finished. And she's like, I just couldn't keep it inside anymore. Like, that's the best. go, girl. And the whole assembly just was and they quiet like, and just started. Yeah, like, standing ovation, which is precisely what you want yes. when, like, you're really into a certain instrument or something like that. Mm. Um, your favourite quote? Yes, it's from my favourite character, Mrs. Gaspar. It is... His um, bananas will never ripen, referring to Mr. King's fruit and also referring to Mr. King yes. himself. <laughs> He's just a horrible, horrible yes. person. Um, my favourite quote is just one that was sort of like Lenny's thoughts towards the end, which it kind of helps explain how she's feeling over this whole thing. She says, you don't become someone perfect just because your brother is dying. You stay the person you are and all your good and bad bits are magnified. And I thought that really did kind of capture her whole character. It did. Throughout throughout the story. And it's very true of most people, I would say, in that situation. I mean, yeah, Lenny is good and she does want, sorry, two bad things. (laughs) She doesn't throw off, but she had this creepy secret grandmother yes <laughs> great aunt thank you yes, <laughs> the sister of her grandmother who doesn't exist yeah yes so i quite like that quote um shall we rate it yeah of course yes uh five cool even good, though i good didn't read style yeah didn't like it but i'm still gonna give it a three out of five because it did hit a lot of poignant things that yeah we need to know about and a not breaking the law 
big one. Yes. <laughs> That's why I got a full star itself. But the development of Lenny and Davy, even though it's mm. slow, it's well worth it in the yeah. very end, like yes. the last chapter. Mm. I'm going to give it four stars because I agree with you, but I also think like it was very well written and I just think it's one of those books that's just – it is quite good, but it's just like – Diamond like, in the Rough? Yeah, it was like we like we said before. It's like one of those things that it left me wondering about a lot of things. So it doesn't quite get the full five stars because you know I'm still not hundred percent sure how I feel <laughs> about it. But it was written really well and it tells a really unique story, an unexpected story. I think. Yes, very um, much. So yeah, it gets four stars from me. All right. So there you have it. Our thoughts on Lenny's Book of Everything by Karen Foxley. Thank you for coming in to talk with me, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thank us, dear listeners, and keep an ear out for our second review together of Aurora Rising by Amy Kaufman and Jay Christoph. Thank you for joining us, dear listener. We can't wait to talk to you next time when we chat, chat you up. up.